to these weekly devotionals word of the week that we do. Also, guest interviews that come up on our Thursday trainings that we call every week. And we'll have a special guest. Uh, I mean, look up right here for the um, awesome guest list that we have right here. We have uh, Meredith Andrews will be coming. And also Mark D. Roberts, Casey Corum, Travis Ducier, uh, John Chisholm, Rich Kirkpatrick, Jenny Owens. A lot of great people. Iron City Worship, we're going to have them back as well. And uh, this week, we're going to be having Justin Tawito. So I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, from Centricity uh, Worship is going to be great. Centric Worship to have him on. And uh, we're excited. So, guys, thank you so much again uh, for coming in. And now let's get right back to it of our worship Bible study and the word of the week. What is that? Copy. As we look in the dictionary, copy is a thing that uh, – it defines it this way. A thing made to be similar or identical to another. The problem – example, the problem is telling which is the original document from which – and what's the copy? That didn't make sense I, at all. Sorry. Let's back up. A thing made to be similar or identical to another. Make a similar or identical version of or reproduce. Um, reproducing data. So I, you get you get the idea. Much better, I hope, the second time around. What is our word of the week from the Bible? Well, we get Hebrews 9.24. For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself now to appear for us in God's presence. So no longer do we need to enter a sanctuary made by human hands, meaning the Old Testament. But now because of Jesus, the true one, now we enter into heaven with Jesus himself. As Jesus appeared at God's presence, so will we be. Question of the week. Can you copy worship? I mean, you know, you can copy a song, but can you really copy worship? Now, this is probably uh, a little taboo to talk about. Maybe some shudder when you talk about copying worship or copying a song. The thoughts bristle up like, well, I don't do that. Well, that's not me. Uh, well, you know, maybe another question for you is, you know, do you compare the way that you worship to others? Or do you compare yourself as a singer or a musician? So let's get right to it. Copying, what does that really mean? You know, I find, I find it quite irritating, honestly, when you have artists that have skill and talent but they copy others. There's one thing that's called inspiration over here. There's another that's just called complete plagiarism or copying. And you may think, oh, but Brand, I don't do that. Well, okay. Um, but what I'm trying to do is make the distinction between what is inspiration and what is copy. We have a lot out here in the worship world that people call it inspiration, but it's really copying. It's really not being original to who God's called you to be. In essence, it's this. God wants you to tell your story, not somebody else's. And you can't do that if you spend so much time uh, thinking and and over-obsessing about what other people are doing that you can't be original yourself. I find it interesting because you don't see that in the Bible being preached. You know, 
If you were with us in our Bible study last week, I talked about how God wants you to work with the little of what you have. And if that creativity is the little that you have, maybe that's what God wants you to work with so it can become the maximized thing that you have. It can grow, it can reproduce, it can multiply. That can be copied within yourself of what God's calling you to do. That can give you a full canvas and array of new ideas and new inspiration. Why subject yourself to just one idea that somebody else made and copy it and call it your own and say, yeah, but I, I made that. Well, did you really? Whether it be a song, uh, something that you write, a blog, or anything else that you may do in the church, let's take it to the church now. Let's take it to the leading worship. Do you copy other worship leaders that are well-known or that are maybe known in your community? Now, okay, so before you get upset, okay, before your face turns red, let's just say this, uh, going back to inspiration, it is okay to be inspired by other worship leaders. Like, you know, among my favorite worship leaders, I, I mean, I think of great guys like Dustin Smith, Travis Ducier, guys that we've had on here before, Iron City Worship. Um, but, you know, guys, Paul Balash has always been a favorite of mine, great friend. And others, you know, uh, the list can go on. But does that mean that we become them? No. That's that's the fine line. I think it's one thing for us to, you know, be inspired by another leader or inspired by a drummer or inspired by a guitar player. I think that's great because, you know, you're if you're looking at it from that perspective and being encouraged by what they do, how they lead, how they play, how they sing, I'm inspired every day. I said this before, I listen to more secular music than anything just because of the creativity factor and it's very high-end production as well as the live playing. It's, it's very meticulous and I love like Larry Carlton, guitar player. I mean, gosh, it's, <laughs> you know, just even thinking about it, I, I start to sal- uh, salivate, you know. Uh, when I hear uh, uh, one of our greats that just uh, passed recently, Aretha Franklin, hearing her sing, it's like every note she makes. I mean, even uh, the past Super Bowl, um, and I'm trying to remember uh, who it was that who it was that sang. I think it was um, maybe it was Aretha, maybe I misspoke. Uh, but just to hear every nuance, a Gladys Knight. Um, every nuance that's heard in, in the vocal range is just like chocolate. You, you can't get any better than listening to um, even Ella Fitzgerald. I mean, you know, and go on to think about more contemporary singers. You know, it's it's like every, like Adele. I mean, I know that, yeah, it's maybe it's kind of cliche out in the pop world. Uh, but when you really listen to the way that they sing and every nuance, it just, it's, it's just... I mean, just, I mean, uh, brimming to the top of creativity and dynamic and most of all control. I mean, that's the thing that I just love. It's it's the way that they control their voice, the way that they control their instrument. Uh, you think about great drummers like Zorro the Drummer, Zorro the Drummer, who has been on many times in the past, uh, Carl Albrecht, uh, but you think about, you know, Jack DeJanet, uh, uh you know, uh, many others I can think of right now. Uh, bass players, uh, Victor Wooten, you know, uh, Stanley Clark. I mean, these guys, when they play, uh, 
it's you know and of course our friend uh, great friend uh, Dan Spitz from Anthrax you know when when you listen to the way they create music and the way they have control over their voice and over their instrument as I said before their notes that they play the phrasing that they create the space that they architect within the song I mean it's it, that even itself can't be copied really you know you can try um, and I know that a lot of worship teams look we you know don't get me wrong here either before you get upset also with this it's great if you have an mp3 to, as a guide but not as a god that's where I draw the line it's one thing for us to say yeah but I you know I want to play like Victor Wooten well that's great because that's that's inspiration but you know to do your hair up and to dress like them and the shoes and the way that you present yourself on stage that you you know you're trying to take on that identity that's where it crosses the line in my opinion but the same is true for even you know the way that you play uh, i know many great jazz musicians and pop artists rock artists that you know they you could say well man they sound like slash or they sound like so and so and that's great maybe they do um, but you know, are they using it and wielding it within their own creativity? That's another thing. Because I think that you're much more creative doing it that way. And for us as worship leaders, it's the same thing. Or those that you, you write uh, blogs or you write books or design websites, whatever it may be. Your art, your filmmaking, your editing, whatever. Sculptures, devotionals. Okay, so leading worship. It's great to be inspired by those that you love. I mean, I think of Andy Rosnier, uh, Vertical Worship. I love what they do. Elevation Worship. I, I love uh, Matt Brock and, and the great new things that he's doing now on his own. I mean, those things are just awesome. But to say that I want to sing like Matt, Matt Brock or I want to play guitar like so-and-so, you know, that's okay. But, you know, I, I think I, I've hammered this enough already. To lead worship and to do music as a team it really needs to come from within. You want to cultivate your own artistry, not to become like someone else. It's okay to be inspired, but take that inspiration then and then create it in your own way, in the way that God's led you to do so. And even guys that I see out there doing a lot of worship stuff, it's great, but really, are you spending more time copying what others are doing because they're getting more hits on their page or they're getting more likes or they're more comments? Because if that's your only goal and your only driven reason, then I don't – my opinion says you're really not following what God's called you to do. You may, you may call it that's what God's called me to do, but is it really? Did God really say to you, you need to do this to get more likes because that's what others are doing? You need to copy them? I don't find that anywhere in the Bible. I don't find a – a Twitter Facebook update when I read through Hebrews. I, I read the verse that I just got through sharing with you. So I used to think that when I started leading worship and getting now to uh, our, our book here, because worship team training university members, they know this. They know that copying other artists or those who lead worship is not really the way that God has called you. Because there's a story that God's put in your heart. So if you're a member and you're with us, you're going to be with us on uh, page 70 in my book, The Journey of a Worshipper. Uh, now that book right here is found through our membership. So when you become a member at WTTU.co, uh, you can get the book by free download. Members, you know this. 
So that's how you get it. Okay. Now, and going now on page 70, you know, I used to think that when I led worship, it was really about, you know, copying the way that others did it. I mean, you know, when I was younger and first started out, I just thought, well, well, gosh, I'm seeing my mentors that were, you know, from A to Z, local church all the way through integrity music and so forth. I looked at these guys and I thought, well, man, that's the way that you lead worship. And that's okay to be inspired to, as I said before, and to learn from it. And so as I started learning the way that they led worship, then it was like God saying, and I had other mentors in my life to stop me and say, okay, now, Brandon, take what you've learned from others doing it. Now, how would you do it? It's not about doing it their way because it's like anybody can copy. I mean, it's like – here's a good example. When I took guitar lessons long ago – the first thing they wanted to do was put a stick a chart in front of me and just say, okay, now copy this Metallica tune or Stevie Ray Vaughan and do exactly what he does. And it's like, well, I mean, I could do that. I could muscle my way through it. But I didn't have the understanding of what Stevie Ray was doing in the neck and his fingers where the tone really generates. Not You can't get that when you copy, you know? Um, the same when when I started understanding more about singing, and you know, it's it's great that you can copy a sound, but do you really understand the mechanics involved with your voice? I mean, these are things that we teach in our weekend workshops. By the way, when you go to worshipteentraining.com/slash/workshops, you'll find more. These are the things that I really hone in on. But getting back to the idea of making things your own, you have to really. You know, take things apart, look at it, and study it, and, and, and ask questions, deep questions like, you know, God, why is it that they play that way? Why is it that you get this kind of sound when you put a, um, a small towel over the snare drum? You know, why is it that you get this sound um, when you're playing in this key? And what is it that promotes gen- uh, uh, energy and what doesn't kind of thing? Uh, what will happen if I go to this one chord? You can't get all that information and and data if you're just copying for the sake of copying so i say that our spiritual life is just the same is it not it's great when you can see a a fellow believer in church and and think man but i want what they have man i just love the way they pray or i i love the way that they sing when they lead worship now those are all great things because that's a model it's like you know I'm sure people looked at David, King David, when he led by, you know, the harp, and in our day it would be the guitar, right? I'm sure people in the crowd were like, wow, that's God just working through David. But I think that's the key right there. They're giving glory to God for it, so that's God. It's not David. This is God. So change your perspective. That's not Terry leading worship. That's God. That's Jesus through him. And it's okay to say, you know, I want I want what Terry has. I want that deep connection. That's okay. When I think it becomes toxic, it's when we say, well, I want to be like Terry. I want the thing that she does. I I really resonate, but I really want to wear the clothes that she wears. And, you know, I want to drink the same coffee she drinks, all that stuff. You know, then we start going across the line. So... The spiritual 
stuff that I was getting at. You know, when is it then that you become more interested in the man? I really want to learn what Terry's learning through the Bible. What is it that what why does she pray that way? Why does she sing that way? What is it about her that she just starts spilling off scripture verses left and right? I mean, how does she get that? Well then go back to the basics. Go back to the Bible and read for yourself because I believe that once you become inspired with someone else that does their art great. But man, does it flip the table when you read through scripture and you, and you see like, wow, you know, this is what God says here when I look at, you know, these great passages of, let's say, okay, I'm, I'm pausing here because I'm just trying to look, you know, when we read about Hebrews 9-11, but when Christ came as a high priest of the good things that have come. He went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made by hands. That is not of this creation. You know, just to think, I mean, I, I've read this already, this verse, but but to think about Christ now being the high priest. Christ, Jesus didn't copy anybody. In fact, he, he just came to what we, what we know as to fulfill the law, right, by grace. But he went through a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made by hands, but made by God. When we think about Jesus stepping down the earth, it's kind of like that was a new that was that was new. That that wasn't anything copied. You know, and to to think about how the apostles and disciples and people seen this for the first time. I mean, that's just mind-blowing. I mean, even when you read it through scripture, so what is it that we can do to be inspired by Jesus who walks off the pages? What is it that we can do as leaders to be inspired not by what other people have done, uh, but purely to be enraptured by what Jesus has done? And I think even more of it to be inspired by what God is speaking through Scripture. And then when you see that play out within your own leading, you know, pray then that God gives you wisdom. Pray when you lead. Pray when you play, when you practice, when you sing. Pray, God, help me to be creative. Help me to be inspired by what you say in your word. Then how do you apply that to your craft? These are all the things that we talk about within our university program. So our workshops, our mentoring because we take it very, very seriously. So I just ask you, you know, do you disagree? Everything you've heard in this podcast, do you agree with it? Do you disagree? Have I led you to some place that maybe it's kind of far-fetched? So hit me up. Email me. Uh, you can Twitter me. That's at WorshipTT. You PM me there or on Instagram, Worship Team Training. Uh, that's at Worship Team Training, by the way. Uh, better yet, email me because I get all the messages there. Brandon at worshipteamtraining.com. B-R-A-N-O-N at worshipteamtraining.com. Uh, also, when you go to worshipteamtraining.com, you can find our info there. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter. Also, look at wttu.co. You'll find my contact information there as well. Uh, so we... Our, our vision here 
is to walk alongside you as worship team members and worship leaders, and that's to help you within your craft, uh, those that are watching here right now that are members. So I invite you to take part of the resources that we give, go to our social sites, see the content that we put out, and um, also follow us on Bible.com and, and version. You can find all of our highlights there. And so uh, we, we thank you for subscribing to this podcast. I hope that it's inspiring to you that you can take what you've learned here and translate that into your leading of worship, into your craft, most of all, your church and the places that you serve where God has put you. So, uh, friends, I ask you, would you uh, humbly give us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, elsewhere where you find our streams, would you give us a five-star rating, a high rating? Uh, please insert a comment. Share this podcast with a friend. Let everyone know what's happening. I think that's the whole point. Uh, you know, you can do these things for us, and we really appreciate that. But most of all, 